You found a show that will explore how to experience a kingdom lifestyle that is both focused and balanced. Welcome to Live Exceptionally. In a world where we are constantly bombarded with demands on our time and attention, it can be difficult to find the space to truly live our best lives. But what if we could find a way to live exceptionally with a sense of purpose, freedom, and rest? Whether you're a busy professional, a stay-at-home parent, or anyone who wants to live a more focused and balanced life, this show is for you. Join us as we discover how to live exceptionally, finding freedom and rest along the way. Now, let's get into this week's episode of Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. So I feel like each woman that has come here that God has a special plan for you, and that you had an appointed time to be here, and that it was no mistake or by accident that you're here. I'm calling you into a new place. You can't go to the next level with the same garments. Come on, with the same mindset, with the same attitude. You gotta shift your suit. Come on, and get suited up. Come on, put on your armor. of this retreat is to empower you, to give you the tools to fight, to fight and help others to heal as you heal. Bye. 
Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you deeply, to your soul and your mind today. Because I think that he will, he will do great things today. This is not a conference, as Dr. Yvonne said. It's a retreat. And I love the vision that she has. I, as soon as I, I, I saw last year this retreat, I was so identified by it because I am in the same spirit as her. I, I am called to flow in mental health in this season. And what she's doing in the kingdom of God is so key, is so needed. We need mental health in the church. We need healing in the, of the soul in the church. But we don't know how to do it. So we need to speak of those things from a Christ-like perspective, by all, but also with psychology. Psychology, we have demonized psychology. We have demonized uh, psychiatrics, uh, hospitals, and psychologists, and therapy. Church has demonized those areas, and I don't believe that. I think science can be a tool for healing in the church too. It is not divorce. But we as a church, we need to train. We need to educate ourselves. That's why I believe, yes, in medication. Medication is sometimes needed, but it's not everything. The things of the mind and the soul require work, discipline and education. And I believe the vision of this retreat is to empower you. To don't to not depend on appeal, on a pastor, on a leader, but to empower you to give you the tools to fight, to fight and help others to heal as you heal. As you heal. Because no one can understand better other person that is suffering with some type of mental disorder than a person that has had it. 
We all want to be healers, but we don't want to pay the price to be a healer. We get so emotional with the Lord. Oh, Lord, send me to the nations. Oh, God, send me to this place. Oh, God, oh, God, I want to go. But when you see the price that you have to pay, you run away from the price. And you don't want to go. The church has been so emotional. I'm trying to, to see that in the church. An emotional church that likes the essence, that likes the essence of paying a price, of carrying the cross of Jesus and dying the cross and go to that people that are in desperation and need. And let me tell you something, they might never ever come to your church. Because we are so used, oh, I'm Sunday morning, oh. Every service. That's great. And that's your training. I'm not telling you don't go to church. Please. Go to church. Because church is not a social club. It's a training center. It's not to pamper you. <laughs> huh? It's not about you. Church is not about you. Sometimes people go to church, oh, it's about me, oh, greet me, pray for me, see me, leave me, oh, I want to be seen, oh, I, me, 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 it's not about you, it's not about you, that's just a sign that you haven't taken you really, your cross, you need to die and take the cross, because the church, the kingdom is not about you, it's about Jesus, it's about taking that cross and be willing to die. So others can live. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. It's about his dreams. It's not about your dreams. It's about Jesus' dreams. It's not about you. It's about him. It's not about what you want. It's about what the Father wants. It's not about your will. It's about the Father's will. Everything is about Jesus. Everything revolves around Jesus. Jesus is the center. You are not the center. Your problems are not the center. Your suffering is not the center. That's why we have a problem in the church too with the big thing mindset. Have you prayed for people for the same problem 10 years, 5 years? Oh my. Oh prophesy about me. What for? To tell you the same prophetic word that Lord gave you last year and that you didn't do anything with it? Huh? The word says we have to go from glory to glory. From glory to glory. And let me tell you something. It's not just about saying it. We are experts at, at quoting a scripture. But the devil also quotes a scripture. Look at your Bible. At Matthew 4. When Jesus was in the desert. The devil no, knew. He knew the scripture. He quoted the scripture. 
The devil knows the scripture. But he doesn't apply it. He doesn't have a revelation over it because that true revelation of the word is not the letter. It's not just reading the Bible 20 times. Some people say, oh, I have read the Bible uh, 20 times. Good for you. But have you read the Bible with the revelation? And who's the revelation? Who's the revelation of the word? Is Jesus. The Bible says in the book of John that Jesus is the verb. And what is a verb, ladies? Is action. What is a verb? Action. 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 When you read the Bible with revelation, it's not to grow your head like an onion. It has to move you, to break you, to take you to another dimension. It, it has to activate you to go in a new direction, to shift your mind, to shift your mind, to get a renewal of your mind, to do something. How come you read your Bible and you are still in the same desperation, in the same anguish, in the same problem, in the same challenge? Let me tell you something. Maybe you are not reading it with the eyes of Jesus. Because if you read your Bible, it has to change you. Something has to activate inside of you. And it's not about the others. Oh, we are experts at, at blaming other people. Oh, it's, her, it's, her, it's because of my husband. You don't know my husband. I don't need to know him. Maybe he's the instrument for the Lord to shake you, to get out of the chair that you're used to that has your name. Maybe, 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 you know? Or people that don't learn how to remain. Oh, I don't like this church. Oh, I don't like this place. Oh, I don't like. Maybe that person that you don't like is the instrument of God to kill you faster. To kill you faster. You know what? We, as human beings, we resist suffering. We resist it. Who likes to suffer? Nobody wants to suffer. And we come while, while we were worshiping. And by the way, that worship was awesome. Because when you give to the Lord, he gives you back something greater than what you gave him. Hmm? So we need to be spirit-minded. But we also need these things of the mind. To learn them. To teach other people. To help other people. And, and you know what? Suffering is good for you. Suffering is good for you. You know why? Because it makes you a better human being. If you grow from if you grow from it, if you grow, if you remove yourself from that victim mindset. 
and stop asking the why me? Why is this happening to me? While we were worshiping, the Holy Spirit gave me this verse. Do you remember when the prodigal son went and he wasted everything of his father? And we speak a lot of him, but we don't speak that much of the older son. And there's a big difference between these two. The prodigal son, yes, he went. He spent everything. He went with the, with the pigs. He spent all the money. But there was an older son. And the older son made some mistakes too. And while we were worshiping there, the Holy Spirit told me, there has been a sense of entitlement in my children let's go to the word let's go to Luke 15 verse 28 but the elder brother became angry how many times let me tell you something life is hard Jesus said in the word that we will have affliction. Life with Jesus is not a Disney ride. Life itself, it's also, it, it is not a Disney ride. Life is going to be hard on you. And the more you resist to suffering, the more you're going to suffer. The more you have this sense of entitlement. And I'm speaking here especially to people that haven't suffered maybe that much as some have. Or that, oh, I have been in church all my life. Good for you. I was too. And I'm, I'm going to open my heart this morning because I think when we have taken this path since we were really young, you know, since I was age five, I went to church. And thank God I have been constantly with Jesus since age five. At age 12, I received Jesus in my heart. I say my first pastor was my father. I, received, I didn't receive Jesus in a church setting. I received Jesus in my house, in my room. And that's what it is supposed to happen. You are the pastor of your children, but that's another topic. <laughs> but I grew up in the church. I cannot say I have reveled with, against the Lord. I have tried to obey him. You know, thank God I have just married once. You know, so... I have been following Jesus since I was really young. But there's a problem with that too sometimes. We tend to have this sense of entitlement. 
Oh, like the older brother. But how come this one, this one that has spent the money in prostitutes, spent all the inheritance so badly, so wisely, and me, me, the perfect child, me, the obedient one, me, me, me. I don't deserve this. Pride. Pride. And so the Lord, because he loves us, we are his children. I'm not telling you live the, like the prodigal son, the crazy life of the prodigal son. Some people here act like the prodigal son. And I'm not I do not recommend to live like him. I'm not telling, I am not endorsing him either. But because he learned, he learned by, by the beatings. And some people in life learn by beatings. You know? And some of us learn like the older brother. You know, you have been with the Lord, you have but there is a sense of entitlement. I don't deserve this. Do you think Jesus deserved the cross? Do you think Jesus deserved to be betrayed? Do you think Jesus deserved to be mocked by other people? He deserved the throne. He deserved the glory. But he renounced to all of that. To heal you. To save you. To take you out of the pit of hell. He renounced to that sense of entitlement. And pride. To receive what he didn't deserve. I'm telling you, we are born with the sense of entitlement. Hmm? But if Jesus did not deserve the cross, but he received that cross to save us. Remember when he was in that garden with that cup? Remember when he said, Father, Father, there was a struggle in there. That was the beginning of his death. Let me tell you something. The death of Jesus was not really in the cross. The death of Jesus began in that garden where he said, Father, I don't want to drink from this cup. But Father, 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 I am not going to do my will. But Father, I'm going to do your will. And I am going to drink from this cup. Oh, my. Can you imagine what was in that cup? I'm telling you something. God has a cup for you, too. I, I didn't come here to preach you a light message. I don't believe 
in a light God, in a light message, in a light kingdom. I believe that in the kingdom we are sons and daughters, yes, but we need to be disciples and be willing to take that cross because Jesus said, who's going to be my disciple? The one that is willing to take my cross and die in that cross and carry that cross. I'm going to ask you something. Where is your cross? I know what is my cross. What is your cross? Where is your cross? Because we, we easily say, oh, yes, I'm a daughter. Yes, you're a daughter. But you have to be a disciple too and pay a price. As Jesus did, he paid a price to be seated with the Father at his right hand in heavenly places. But first the cross came, but first he drank from that cup. Where is your cup? Oh, but now we want popularity. We want to be seen. We want to be promoted. Huh? I am here to promote myself. I'm here to promote my ministry. Uh, do we have this sense of entitlement? That stinky pride. That stinky pride that goes against the will of God. The will of God is humility for his children. It's not self-promotion. Let me tell you something. We have forgotten that the real promotion doesn't come but promoting ourselves. The real promotion, the real, real promotion comes from the Lord. The more you humble, the more you die, the more you drink from your cup, the more you take your cross, the more you're willing to be mocked and die. He will lift you up. Oh my. And when he lifts you up, there's no one who will ever, ever, ever have the power to take you down from where the Lord has placed you. Just as he did with Jesus, he gave him the name, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. That's why the devil flees by the name of Jesus. Because he was able to fight to pay the price. To remove that sense of entitlement. Can you imagine if Jesus said, oh, but why me? I'm the son of God. I don't deserve to die in this cross for these people, for these people who are sinners. No, I deserve to be in heaven. You're laughing, but sometimes we act that way. The Lord calls you. Okay, I'm going to tell you something. As soon as the Lord calls you, 
you have to be ready to sign a document. Your death certificate. <laughs> really? Really? The death of your will. Really? Your life is not your life anymore. You're not going to choose anymore. He's going to choose for you. He's going to take the decisions for you. It's your death certificate. Are you willing? Are you willing? I feel there's so much potential in this place. I can feel it in my spirit. There is so much potential in this place. I see treasures in your spirits right now. But the Lord is giving you that document right now to sign. And let me tell you something. I see the struggles that you will have. I see the suffering that you will have. But I see also that the glory is greater. That the glory, that the glory, that the glory is greater than any price, than any suffering that you will go through. Thanks for joining us for Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Each week we'll explore the secrets to living a life that is both intentional and fulfilling. We'll talk to folks that will share about productivity, mindfulness, and self-care to learn practical tips and strategies for staying focused, managing our time, and finding balance within a kingdom mindset. We'll also hear from people who have made the choice to live exceptionally and learn from their experiences and insights. Connect with Dr. Yvonne by signing up at elici.org. That's E-L-I-C-I dot org. Until next time, we're praying that you find balance and rest so you can live exceptionally.